the true mirror of your destiny is not a physical mirror it is the word of god that is who you are wave it up to jesus for unto shiloh all this gathering must be and heaven is watching us now waiting to see how jesus will be exalted in our midst thank you holy spirit and oh be lifted above all other gods and we let us come on do it again come on now oh be lifted above Let it be unto Jesus. Let it be unto Jesus. Come on now. Everybody. chapter 6 Isaiah had the privilege to enter the heavenly realm and then he saw God seated on his throne then the man began to describe what is happening in the presence of God and then he said I saw the seraphims with six wings 
with twine of the wings they covered their faces with twine they covered their feet and with twine they did fly and they are doing this year after year from eternity from time ageless time they have covered their face they are standing before the Lord but they are not permitted to see him and why are they not permitted to see him it's simple before the father before God before that Lord no other identity must be revealed so all the seraphims millions of them have covered their faces why because if God appears I must not be seen and the Bible said that the 24 elders John saw them they also got there they started casting down their crowns no one bears an identity before the Lord no one I don't know the status you brought here but in the presence of the Lord everything goes down our identity goes down our personality goes down that only Jesus only him only him In worship, we're lifting hands. hands we know what we are doing. We bow in our hearts. It's all we've come. It's all we've come. You stand in His presence at nothing. We're lifting hands. We bow in hearts.
thank you father thank you we mean this from the depth of our heart Jesus you reign in our lives you reign in DCC you reign you reign over our pastors our father and mother you reign you reign over our children we submit our lives under your rulership Jesus in your lordship do we dwell in you we live in you we move in you we have our being oh Olive Farimatis Cafele Konai Sempre Nicoli Madiza. Thank you. Thank you that you are Lord. You are Lord of our lives. Thank you. Thank you. We are satisfied with you. We are satisfied with you. We have a great assurance in you. We know whom we have believed. We know whom we have committed to. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Father, speak to your church. And may we not live here the same. Minister to our heart, utter something in us, and set us on course in this great year. We give you all the glory, Father. Holy Spirit, thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we do pray. Amen. Thank you very much. Please be seated. I started a subject yesterday and I would want to conclude it tonight. Revelation chapter 5, verse number 5. Please understand that only speed is not enough. There are many people running and running uncertainly. Apostle Paul said that, Therefore I will run, but not uncertainly. For he said, Do you not know that all run, but only one win? And he said that run that you may obtain. So there must be a focus on that momentum you are building to run. And don't be like a young man called Asahel. In 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 18, the Bible speaks of a certain three brothers, Abishah, Joab, and Asahel. And then the Bible gives a very wonderful description of who Asahel was. That he carried a feet like a hen's feet. The young man was so fast. Good, thank you for giving the scripture. He said there were three sons of Zerah there. Joab, Abishah, and Asahel. And Asahel was as light of foot as a wild real. That's a, a his feet, a deer's feet. The guy had um, a certain reputation that he can run with speed. So one time there was a battle between the commander of Saul after Saul had died. And then the commander of the uh, army generals of um, army of um, David, Joab. And then the battle went so and Abner has to run away. And then this guy stepped into his element and he began to run after Abner because he was the fastest. And then the one he was running after would turn. Abner, the Bible says, go to the verse 19 for me. And as Sahel pursued after Abner and in going, he turned not to the right hand or to the left from following Abner. 
Mm-hmm. 20. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Thou art as a hell. And he answered, I am. Mm-hmm. Then Abner said to him, Turn thee aside to thy right hand or to thy left hand and lay thee hold on one of the young men and take thee his armor. And Asahel would not turn aside from following him. Asahel is just exercising his gift. Running with speed after Abner. And then your enemy, the one he was running after, looked at him and said, are you Asahel? You are are running too fast. Are you Asahel? He said, yes. He said, let me give you an advice. You are running after me, but let me give you an advice. Turn to either right or left. Catch somebody, take the person's armor, and now come and run. That means Asahel was just running without an armor, chasing an enemy without an armor. And ra- the enemy rather advised him that don't just be running, go and find an armor and run with it. And the Bible said Asahel kept on running until Abner turned and smite him and he died. So it's not enough to start running through the year. What do you have in your hands? There are many things that will contribute to our victories and our success and our progress and our success and to realizing the prophetic word that God has placed on the, on the church in the year. And that is why we are here. Yesterday I started a journey of the way of the spirit that the heaven has an agenda. The Bible said John entered heaven and saw that there was a book sealed seven times. And then there was no one to open and suddenly he started weeping and the one, one of the 24 elders approached and said John, relax somebody is worthy to open it he's the lion of the tribe of Judah and then John stopped crying and there's a mystery to it that I can't go into that and suddenly John began to describe how the one that has prevailed to open the book looks like and he said that he was as a lamb that is slain and he was having seven horns and seven eyes and he was able to have the spiritual intelligence to know what those seven horns and seven eyes were and he said these are the seven spirits of God that has been sent on earth this title deed in the hands of the lamp gives him the legal right to possess everything on earth and to control and govern everything here on earth and then he sees what are the elements of the one that sits on the lamp what are his elements with which he was going to control the earth with and he said there were seven spirits that Jesus has released upon the earth And those seven spirits are to coordinate with the church of Christ. Listen to me, there is a divine agenda that the church of God must understand. Otherwise, whatever we are doing has already failed before we start. And that agenda is simple. Peter says something in the book of us that did that Jesus you crucified has been received into heaven until the time of restitution of all things. There is a divine agenda that everything in on earth and in the earth must be gathered back onto Christ Jesus. That is the work of heaven now. There's a council in heaven waiting that everything on earth be brought back to Jesus. 
That's why the Bible says, having known the mystery of God's will, he said he has revealed this will to us. He said that in the dispensation of the times, he will gather together all things into his son, Christ Jesus. That is the agenda. That is why also in Romans chapter 8 verse 17, he said that if ye are children of God, then ye are joined heirs with Christ Jesus. And if you are joined heirs with him, then you must suffer with him so you can be glorified together with him. And he said that this affliction, this, this suffering, this light affliction cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. Then he comes back to tell us what the inheritance is. And he said that all of creation waited endlessly for the manifestation of the sons of God. Why? Because they have been subject to vanity, but not according to their will. When you go home, you can read it. They have been subject to vanity, but not according to their will. So there are things that are rebelling against Jesus. The Bible said that they have been subject to vanity. And their only restoration is when the bride and the spirit say, come when the spirits, the seven spirits of God and coordinate with the, the church of God and then we begin to call all things that have rebelled against God so that they all come. So creation is mourning and traveling, waiting for the time that the church will mature so that the church by its maturity will begin to call them back into glory. That is why we are here tonight, that you will receive a grace upon your life and the manifestation of the spirit that you will know how to keep into that working and agenda of heaven am i talking to a church here at all listen to me there is there is an agenda in heaven to make sure that all prostitutes are saved all robbers are saved all corrupt politicians whatever it is are saved but their their salvation is not hinged on them the bible said that they groan waiting earnestly for the manifestation not of the children, but of the sons, the hills, the matured. So it's enough that you were saved, but there's an agenda that you must work with a certain seven spirits to make sure that you are matured enough that through you, that through you, the creation that has been subject to vanity should come back to their Lord. That is our assignment. That is our assignment. There is a maturing process that is happening. And in, in essence and in existence, the Holy Spirit is one. But in functionality, he operates in seven dimensions. And that seven dimensions is what must work in every human being to make sure that you are fully matured to embark on your path in that assignment. That is, that is what is happening. That's what is happening. So you see, you are not in church to get a car. You are in church to be matured so that the creation that are calling your name can really receive a matured son. That that matured son by the manifestation of the spirits will now call. That is what is happening. It is a maturing process. And these seven spirits are there to take us through from one level to another until we come to that place of maturity where our lives will begin to be a testament in calling them back to Jesus. Ah, this year, the Lord will use you to call many back to himself. The Lord will use you. And yesterday, I spoke on the spirit of wisdom. I spoke on the spirit of knowledge. I spoke on the spirit of, um, what, what was the last spirit? The spirit of the Lord. And tonight, I'm touching on, quickly on the four other spirits. 
and the moment the four other spirits are being spoken forth you should know that there will be a baptism and an impartation that will keep on happening the bible says that may the grace of our lord jesus so if you want to maximize the person of jesus in the godhead you target his grace and the love of god if you want to maximize the person of the father you target his love and the fellowship of the holy spirit so if you want to maximize the glory of the spirit in the godhead that one is a fellowship a partnership so the grace of god you can't do anything about it he the grace of the lord jesus he imparts it on you the love of god he shows you love but when it comes to the spirit he partners with you so you cannot just rise up and say it will come there must be a partnership and tonight as you partner with the spirit you will be baptized hallelujah i'm speaking on the spirit of counsel psalm 139 psalm 139 verse number 13 give me the nlt psalm 139 verse number 13 nlt bible if you can read it please let's all read it together i want to go you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and needs me together in my mother's womb thank you for making me so wonderfully complex your workmanship is marvelous how well i know it you watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Can we repeat the verse 16 again? One to go. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life, was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Hmm. Verse 17. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They cannot be numbered. This is David by revelation speaking of the making of Jesus, who is the firstborn of many brethren. And whatever that Jesus went through, all those that will come after him will have to go through it. And that was when David saw how humans are formed in the womb of their mothers. And David saw a certain child being formed. And then he saw God standing by the formation. And he said, you saw me when I was being formed and I now see how complex and beautifully I was made he said that you saw me in utter seclusion and when all my body parts were being formed you were there then he continues to say that now as you saw me every day of my life was being recorded in your book and every moment out of a single day had passed was being recorded how many are your thoughts that a child is being formed in a womb 
And while the hand was being formed, there was a God seated. And then the God was writing. Whilst the formation is going on, he was producing thoughts. That means that there is a coordination between formation and the thought. And he was recording it in a book. And he said that I saw the details in the book and realized that even every moment in every day of the child that is being formed is being recorded in the book. And he said after the child was being formed, the book was closed. And he said that how numerous are your thoughts concerning me? That means that you were not formed independent of God's thoughts. And God's thoughts are not independent of yours. There is a coordination between who you are and the thought of God. The way you were formed has a connection to how God thinks about your life. So you are not just a normal human being who by accident walked upon the surface of the earth. You are a plan from God's thought that was released into the earth. And then you have come to make sure that you display a particular manifold wisdom of God that the world has never been. You are a book about to be manifested. And the Bible said that every part of you were made in consultation to that thought that was being written in the book. No wonder it is said of Jesus that he said that a body have thou prepared me. Lo, I come in the volumes of the book to do thy will, oh God. That means that a body was prepared to connect to a particular will of Jesus. Am I talking to a church here at all? I just want you to know the ministry of a certain spirit of counsel that walks upon the earth. Who is a custodian of God's will that moves? You are not a mistake. Your body is not a mistake. If you touch your body, you affect the original thought of God. Because your body was made in connection to his thinking. Anything that happens to you, if you personally change anything, you are making God a fool. Because at the end of your life, your body must look like his thought that he pretended before he was, you brought, brought on earth. Am I talking to a church here at all? So there is, listen, you cannot rise up one day and say that, that I want to be fair. When you were being formed, he was watching and he was writing his thoughts concerning your life. So your darkness has something to do with the mind of God. The day you change, the day you change your color, there is something you are doing to how God thinks. There will be a disconnection somewhere. That is why the Bible says, A body has thou prepared me for a sacrifice. For you did not want the sacrifice of booze, but you needed a particular body. That's why when Jesus was dying, he died the same death with two others. But another one needed the death of Jesus to be saved, to enter paradise. He was dying the same death. But the issue is that his body was not prepared for that sacrifice. Wait, oh. Listen, they were all crucified. But God accepted the crucifixion of Jesus as the one that must cleanse sins, not the other one. So he died the same death, but he still needed the death of Jesus to be righteous. Why? Because your body was prepared for a special agenda of God's thought. And there is a spirit 
that is walking to and fro. His assignment is to make sure that he coordinates your life to align to the will of God. You miss that spirit and you miss the will of God and you will be in danger one day as you stand before him. Men may clap for you, but one day you will stand before the Lord and he'll tell you that I did not know you. He said, did I not prophesy in your name? He said, you prophesy, but you are not part of those I made to prophesy. He said, did I not work many miracles and signs in your name? He will tell you that your body was not formed to work miracles. It was formed to do another thing. The spirit of counsel stands to make sure that he controls you. To remind and align you that the reason why you are tall is for this reason. The reason why you have big eyes is for this reason. People don't just rise to fulfill destiny. They are made to fulfill. Nobody can create you. Or nobody can change you into fulfilling. I hear people say that, come and I will, I will turn you into that. I will turn you into that. It's a lie. These are men that are blaspheming against the will and the power of God. Jesus came and said, my meat and my drink is to do the will of God. Do you know that the whole world, the body of Christ, our prayers are assessed by how much we can call down God's will on earth. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Exactly as it is in heaven. No missing. That is how your life must be. You are not a mistake. No. No. Don't let anybody talk down on how you look. The day you change it, that means you must go and back and change the thought of God. But the thought of God remains unchangeable. That means you too must remain unchangeable. Ah, there is listen counsel simply means plan of action or an action plan and this spirit walks through the earth making sure that your actions and your life conforms to the will of the father that's what he does this year, people may clap for you, but will Jesus clap? But there is a spirit that will make sure that in your dreams, in your meditations, and your sessions, he makes sure that he aligns you to that will. That was the spirit that easily stepped into the heart of Joseph. When Potiphar's wife was pursuing him, that sharp point, a plan of action ran away. That voice was the spirit of counsel. It is the spirit that is responsible for the rising of men and is a spirit that is responsible for the falling of men if he shows up in your life you are safe but if you shut him up in your life you will run the race but end up and realize that you ended in the wrong destination you may be running very fast but do you hear the voice of the spirit of counsel the bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse number 8 verse number 11 it says that for you have been given an inheritance and this is that inheritance that you have been predestined according to the purpose of him that does everything by the counsel of his will. By the counsel. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Being predestined according to the purpose of him who worked all things after the counsel of his will. God will not bless you because a man of God said be blessed. God will bless you after he has consulted his counsel. His will. To see if in this time you must be favored about this. And that, listen, did you see that? He worked all things according to the purpose of 
his will the counsel of his will it's time that believers we understand the God we are working that is why when the, when the spirit of counsel is not in oppression in your life you are in danger because God will not give you what he doesn't have control over and it is the spirit of counsel that must guide you in God's will to preserve whatever God gives you. So anytime God wants to do something in your life, he consults the spirit of counsel to know that if you have control over this one, because I don't give things for free, I give it to you and I make sure I must be in control over it. He said he works all things according to the counsel of his will. So anytime that God will have to lift you up, he checks his original will for your life when you were being made. The thoughts that he preserved for you, he checks it and see if it has to happen. And who will help you set you up so God will begin to work his counsel and his will over your life in this year. There is a spirit called the spirit of counsel. I pray for you, be baptized with the spirit of counsel. I said be baptized with the spirit of counsel in the name of the Lord Jesus. Listen, it is such spirit. You know, the Bible says that Saul was asleep and David met Saul and there was such a fish a beautiful time for David to strike Saul but David said how can I touch the Lord's anointing do you know that spirit that was working in him that's the spirit of counsel it's the spirit of counsel that tells you you can't touch this one though he has offended you but you can't touch why because that same throne that David you will sit on this man has been anointed to sit on it if you dishonor him you are the spirit of counsel that told David that David you cannot attack the one on the throne that you want to ascend there are many of us insulting president you know what you are doing it's likely that you and your generation none of them may be a president it's likely you keep on attacking your pastor and keep on insulting your pastor. A day will come, that is where you will know that you did not receive the right counsel of life. He said that anyone that dishonors his father and mother, his days will not be long. Anyone you dishonor, the blessing upon the person's life will never show up in your life. I like the way this place is quiet. If the spirit of counsel do not help you, you will attack what you must be. And it's a spiritual law. When you attack it, you can never be. I plead the mercies of God. Anyone that missed, anyone that missed in your way, in your walk, that you have attacked what you must be, may the Lord show us mercy. I said, may the Lord show us mercy. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I want to jump quickly into the next. I, I am I talking to a church here at all? I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. If the spirit of counsel visits your life, you realize that the one you are about to tie the knot with will be a disaster tomorrow. It is for the lack of the ministry of that spirit. That is why many people put their capital in a business that their capital fail. If we don't have him, the next thing is disaster. If we don't. He's the one that will direct your life. We need him in our lives. We need him. He was the one that canceled Jesus from age 1 to age 33. The Bible said these spirits were at work in the life of Jesus. He knew how to counsel him to know this is my time and this is not my time. 
you are jumping into everything anyhow because you can't hear the voice of that counsel Abraham has been looking for a child till one day the Bible said God began to walk and suddenly the spirit of counsel that walketh upon the earth told Abraham don't let this man pass how we have missed destiny helpers it is the spirit of counsel when he starts to work in your life he counsels many attitudes in your life there are many of us the day we encounter the spirit of counsel we will change even the way we talk and you will know that your poverty is not about witches it's the way you talk it's the spirit of counsel that shapes and work and build I pray for us that be baptized with the spirit of counsel in the mighty name of Jesus there is another spirit called the spirit of understanding that was upon Jesus it is called spiritual perception your ability to see in the spirit and to know why and how things happen that's the spirit of understanding one time Jesus looked at them in Matthew chapter 10 unto you is given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom but unto them it is not given to understand then he turned to them and they asked him sir why is it that only us must receive from the Lord and then Jesus tell them that because blessed are your eyes for they see and blessed are your ears for they hear he said but for these people their eyes are dim and their ears are dull in hearing they hear but they do not perceive and in seeing they see they do not understand understanding is a powerful tool in our work with God don't sit down and say that me I don't care anything should happen you will end up in the grave very soon the Bible says in Ephesians 4 verse 18 that we have come to a point where many have been alienated to, with the life of God because of the lack of understanding not having understanding they have been alienated and their hearts have been darkened because of their ignorance there is something called understanding that gives access to the things of God. The issue is that what can you see? Everything you can see is what you, give, you are given the right to handle. Everything. In this year you want to walk with God, you must understand him. The Bible says that he that boasts must boast that he knows God and he understands him. Anytime you see somebody doing exploits in the kingdom, and walking in the blessings of the Lord you are seeing somebody who have had an understanding into the operations of God the time has come that you must run away from motivation and you must begin to understand God Lord how do I know you how can I understand you the Bible says that they walk in darkness they do not understand because of that the foundations of this world are out of course he said you don't know that you are God's and you don't know that you are the children of God Anytime people misunderstanding, things go way higher. Everything go out of course. The reason why marriages are suffering is for the lack of understanding. The reason why students are failing, lack of understanding. What can you see? Apostle Paul prayed for the efficient church. He said that the eyes of your understanding will be open. That you will know the hope of your calling. If you understand the hope of your calling, you will not let anybody sit you down and talk you out of church. Because you know the hope of your calling. Apostle Paul said, there is only one prayer I pray for you as a church. That the eyes of your understanding will be open. That you will know the hope of your calling. And you will know the riches of the glorious inheritance that the Lord has prepared for you. Then you will know the exceeding great power that raised Jesus from the dead. He said, I wish that you see. 
We possess by seeing in the spirit. He said it is given to you to understand the mysteries of the kingdom because your eyes can see anything you can eyes of your understanding. That is what you receive. What can you see? That is why the greatest attack on earth right now is the blindness of the heart of men. The Bible says whom the prince of this world has blinded their eyes. The greatest assignment of, of hell is to keep on blinding the church. We shout and jump, but we don't even know the mystery about jumping. He wants us to sing, but we don't understand why we should sing. So we pray, we pray, come and pray. You are praying, but you don't know the mystery of prayer. That is why you have a testimony that you have been praying, but nothing is happening. Hey, I've been giving offering. Do you understand the mystery of giving to the Lord? What you understand is what you receive. What your spirit eyes can see is what God can give you. Adam, Adam, where are you? He said, I'm naked. Ha! He said, who told you that you are naked? Adam, where are you? God was waiting for what Adam can see about him. Adam didn't see anything. What he saw was nakedness. So though God was angry with him, but because of what he saw, the only thing God gave him at that time was to sew a cloth and give to him. Adam, all you can see is your nakedness. I give you a cloth. If Adam could see that I've sinned, he would have had mercy there. All he saw was that I'm naked. And God said, I give you. I give it to you. What can you see? Understanding is when the eyes of your spirit can really see the need of your life. Can you see what God is doing? Can you see what God can do? Can you see what God wants to do? It is an understanding the spirit gives to us. For lack of understanding, a king like Hezekiah, that Isaiah has come to him and tell him that, sir, God says, prepare yourself. You are about to die. And the man went to God and didn't ask God why. He started giving God reasons he must live. God says, die. He said, no, I give you reasons why I must live. God said, I give you 15 more years. After 15 years, listen, anything your, your spirit man can see, God will give you. So all Hezekiah saw was that he has to leave. God said take. But what Ezekiah didn't know is that there were deeper understanding to what God was dealing with. And he could have aligned with God by the spirit of understanding. Because after the 15 years, into 3 years, 3 years into the 15 years, he gave birth to Manasseh. The most wicked king that ever lived. Within that 15 years, visitors came from Babylon and they showed them everything that he has that was how Nebuchadnezzar set up the destruction of the temple and took everything so God wanted to prevent their captivity in Babylon and also wanted to prevent a certain bad child that must come so he says sir your time is up but the man was not operating by the spirit of understanding he sometimes said, death is better than living it is standing that you know that sometimes death is better. That is why Apostle Paul will write to Timothy and tell Timothy that Timothy, I have finished the race. I have fought the good fight. People of understanding even know when they have to check out from the world. Because they have been operating by the spirit of understanding. Apostle Peter, Apostle Peter set up and said, Ah, very soon I will be leaving my tent. Very soon I'll be leaving my tabernacle. Because of the spirit of understanding. They knew when their time was up. When the spirit of understanding is not at work. Fathers fight sons. Because when they have to retire. They don't know when to retire. 
and they have to fight. It is by the spirit of lack of the spirit of understanding that we keep envying ourselves and keep jealousy in ourselves. But men that walked by the spirit of understanding knew when their time was up to check out. I pray for somebody here. Men of understanding knew when they had to decrease for others to increase. Men of understanding knew. He said that there is one thing I know. One time they went to John the Baptist. I know one thing. He that sent me also said to me that the one I baptize with water but the one that will baptize with the Holy Ghost the spirit will come upon him and remain. He said when he comes you must decrease for me to increase how well has the spirit of understanding taught you how well do you know when you have to marry i know that you are beautiful men are chasing you but it's the spirit of understanding that will show you when there's a time you don't just jump into breakthrough some breakthroughs are set up do you know do you know when the move of god should happen around your life do you understand do you know it at all it is for the lack of understanding that many give up in their training season. Hmm. Hmm. Men like David, I love them. David was in the wilderness and he came back with a testimony that I have killed a bear and I've killed a lion. The man understood that he was in a training session. Why? Because lions attack from the front. Bears attack from behind. So in the wilderness God was teaching him how he can fight enemies from the front and enemies from behind. He subjected himself to the training. The Bible speaks of Moses. That Moses was a man great in deeds and in words. But one time Moses was set up by God. Lived 40 years in the palace of, of, of of Pharaoh and then God set him up and he ran away into the wilderness for 40 years this man was running away as an army general he was part of the of the military of the Egyptians army general the Bible says he was mighty in words mighty but subjected himself under training in 40 years in the wilderness that when he met God he told God God I can't speak the same man that was mighty in speech after 40 years in the wilderness met God and said I'm a stammerer I can't speak why because God had to drain out everything that represented his strength and his pride so that he can use him to lead another people 40 years in the same wilderness I pray for you that you will not run away from your training session I said I pray that the spirit of understanding will guide you through this life I'm not talking to a church here at all there are many of us planning you are you have been planning to take a decision you have been planning to go somewhere you have been planning to travel you have been planning to go to a particular school you have been trying to set up a business but I pray that any plan of yours that will rather set up your distraction may the spirit of understanding intervene right now this year you will not mess up you will not mess up I pray for somebody here every trap over your head to make you miss it fall into the trap of the enemy it has fell by the ministry of the spirit of understanding somebody said i receive it mm, i pray for you we won't miss the way i said we won't miss the way we won't miss the way the enemy will not have his way that's why the Bible calls him the prince of the air. His agenda is to make sure that by the waves and by the air, he distrusts and distorts our understanding. How lack of understanding can alienate a person from the life of God? I get scared. 
In Ephesians 4.18, he said, you have been alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance and the darkness of your heart. Whatever you don't understand will not be delivered to you. It's a law in the spirit. And hey, as long as he remains a child, will not be different from a slave until he has been given to tutors and when he matures, then his inheritance is given. You have been crying, God is time to bless me. But does your understanding correlate to the blessing you are asking for? What you are asking from God is not his problem. But you will make sure that thing doesn't kill you. And the only way that thing will not kill you is when you have enough understanding to operate it. So you are very fine. You are destined to be blessed. You are destined to operate in a high level. You've been seeing dreams after dreams. But have your understanding reached the realm that you can really be saved even when that blessing is delivered? Can you go through it? A lack of understanding has made people pay huge prices. The Bible says that a man in honor that understandeth lot is like a beast that perish. So God knows how that lack of understanding can destroy people. Bible says a man with good understanding will have good favor, will have favor, but a transgressor's way is hard. When you lack understanding, the next thing is transgression. You keep missing until distraction comes. I pray for everyone here, be baptized with the spirit of understanding. And there is another spirit that was upon Jesus according to Isaiah chapter 11. Is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. Listen to me. Without the spirit of wisdom, there is a realm of authority you cannot operate in. If you read the Revelation chapter 5 very well, he said that these seven spirits are the eyes and the horns. These are the, the, their ministry in your life is responsible for your reign and your dominion on earth. Without these ones, you cannot exercise authority. It doesn't matter how you see it. Nobody can push you into authority when you have not encountered these seven spirits. That's why Jesus was a perfect man. Because these seven spirits worked in full in his life. So he didn't miss his path. The Bible said he was tempted at all points, yet did not sin. You need each one of these spirits to walk in the fullness of the measure of Christ upon the earth. I'm not just telling you things to choose. Okay, I like the spirit of wisdom. I don't like the spirit of knowledge. I like the spirit of counsel. No, 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 no. When you fail in oppression with the spirit of counsel, there is a horn you will lose in life. That authority cannot function around your life. There is a spirit called the spirit of the fear of the Lord. That was given to Jesus when he came on earth. That means, the Bible says without controversy, this is the mystery of godliness. God became flesh. And when God became flesh, he was baptized with the spirit to fear God in spirit. Let me repeat myself again. The, the spirit of the fear of God was upon Jesus, who is God in, in flesh. And the Bible said that this spirit was given to God when he became flesh so that he can fear himself that is spirit. 
That means no flesh must walk on earth without by the spiritual influence of this spirit. Without it, you are blaspheming and you will pay for it one day in his presence. Every flesh must fear God. And when God decided to be a man, he baptized and anointed himself with a spirit that will let him fear himself. Don't let anybody talk you out of the fear of God. One of the attacks that hit the church of God is a teaching on God's love that successfully drained away every reverential fear that must be in our heart as the children of God. So God loves you. So do whatever you want. You can't do anything in the presence of God. Everybody must align to his will. The Bible says God must be greatly. We can't do what we want. Pastors can't do it. Choristers can't do it. Ushers can't do it. Remember, you are not exempted. God must be feared. Even the devil, the Bible said, they know him and when they hear about him, they tremble. The devil that is telling you not to fear God, fears him. One of my greatest fear in life is how I can look into the eyes of Jesus. One day, I saw him say in scriptures that they that will be ashamed of me in this perverse and wicked world, he said, I will be ashamed of them before my father and before the holy angels. One of my fears is how I can look into Jesus' eyes if he will not call me thou good and faithful servant and when Jesus will be ashamed of me how can I walk in heaven he did I'll be ashamed of you in hell he said before my father and his holy angel so you will manage to enter heaven but the one you are going to meet is shy to meet you why because whilst you lived you resisted his influence and his authority Jesus God the father must be feared and the bible said he has given us a spirit and the spirit assignment is to tell you that God is not your colleague that every day and night he reminds you that he died for you he died a shameful death for you but that doesn't mean he's that little he's not he's not our colleague he's high and lifted up the king of kings and the lord of lords he has wrapped himself in light tenderings and lightnings strike around him so one day he decided to visit the world and then angels began to talk who is man that thou art mindful of and who is the son of man that thou visited don't you know yourself how do you go down to that level we are even bigger than them but he said who is man? Because they saw him. They saw him. The Bible said, unto him belongeth immortality. For he dwell in unapproachable light. Angels have been with him, but they have never seen him. So the Bible says that this is the great, the great controversy. That this is the mystery of godliness that is has been revealed. That God became flesh, seen of angels. That means the first time they really saw his figure was when he became flesh. And they were asking themselves that who is that man? Who, who is that man that you had to eat with him who is that man so on the other day in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 5 Isaiah was attacking them 
that oh sinful generation, oh sinful nation, come and reason with God. You are sinners. By chapter 5, he said, hell has opened his mouth for you to receive you. But by chapter 6, he sees God and he said, woe unto me, for I am undone. I'm part of those that are unclean. All this while I was pointing to others, but when I saw him, I have seen myself. Woe unto me. One day, when you see Jesus, you will see the true you. Today, men may clap for you to deceive you. So you are under a certain deception and playing life. You come to church, we preach to you. Walk in holiness, walk in purity, walk in righteousness. You go out there and your friends also tell you another thing. And you choose to, to, to believe what they are saying. But the day is coming. When you see Jesus, you will see yourself. And you will begin to curse. Woe unto me, I am undone. Isaiah never saw who he is until he saw God. One day we will all see his face as a mirror. Then we will see ourselves in those that we could have loved that we never loved. Those that we could have, we could have appreciated but we hated. The people we could have helped but we never helped them. The things that we could have done that we never did. One day we will see his eyes burning with fire. And we will begin to see all the opportunities that we had to intercede for God's church to advance but we never did it we rather watch movies and played games that when we were calling for soul winners and we were able we had the power to win souls for Jesus that we didn't there is a day he will look into our eyes and all the things that we could have done for him that we never and it is the work of the spirit of the fear of the Lord to begin to baptize you that you will lose self you will lose everything about you and declare that I will live for Jesus all the rest of my life I don't care what the world is doing I don't care the trends of this world I stand for Jesus and I walk with Jesus I don't know who I'm talking to but it's time to put down your tools of fornication it is time to put down your tools of gambling it is time to put down your tools of masturbation it's time to put down your tools of pornography for there is a God to fear there is a God there's a God in his presence, professors will no more be called professors. In his presence, presidents and ministers of states will put down their crowns in his presence. And all of us will stand before him. And we shall be judged by him according to our deeds. So in Revelation 22, he said, And let he that is holy continue to be holy. Let he that is filthy continue to be filthy. For I come quickly with my reward according to your deeds. There is a God that is coming. Very soon, he will look into the eyes of some of us and he will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Some of us, he will look into our eyes and say, thou good but unfaithful. You were a lawyer but never helped the church. With your position, you were, you were good in camera, you were good technically, but you said until the church pays me, I won't do it. So you were good in something, but you were not faithful enough to serve him with it. And there are some of us too, who were very faithful, but good in nothing. You have been in this church for 10 years. Very faithful. You come to church every Sunday. But you have never attempted to do anything. Your skill, everything has been remaining you. On train, on shepherd. And it's deep within you. If you don't hear my voice today, you will see Jesus one day. And this thing I'm telling you. 
He said, not all that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom. He said, some will say, that did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not do many wonders in your name? And he said, God, I did not know you. I knew you not. For you did not do the will of the Father. The Greek word for the new means genosco. Genosco comes in three words. To allow, to speak, to feel. So that word that Jesus said, I knew you not. In the Greek comes with three words. What he meant is that there is a day that we will all appear before him. And then he will begin to call us. I did not feel you. I did not speak to you. I did not. Listen. Listen. I did not. People may say you are good. You see the way the music department just ministered powerfully. Our club is powerful. But the question is, did Jesus feel them? And one day when they appear before the Lord, that is when the salutation of that good and faithful servant will come in. And then they will know that with all this worship we did, felt us. The songs they sang, did Jesus speak to them to sing? The things they did, did Jesus allow them? This message I'm just preaching, is he feeling me? If I feel myself, that's not the end of the matter. If you feel me, that's not the end of the matter. Did the master feel me? So at the end of the day, I must lie down before him. Before and after, I must lie down before him and say, Sir, people are saying it was good. What is your assessment? And it will shock you that you will stand and tell me that I did not feel you. I did not feel you. People of God, the end of the matter is not the applause. The end of the matter is he that fears no one. That the Bible talks of a certain wedding, a, a, a parable of a wedding, that he called all people into the, the party. And then everybody dressed very well for the occasion. But there was a man that did not dress for the occasion. And the Bible said the king entered. And went straight to that man and said, My friend, why are you not in a wedding garment? And he said, the young man was speechless. You may defend yourself before us, but there's a king of kings that will question you one day. Why are you not in your garment? There's a king of kings. You may tell pastor that he, to hell with you. I choose, I choose to do what I want. So we tell you it's the year of the Lord. We submit to the lordship of Christ. You also write on your status. It's my year of entering into the millionaire status. But this all, we can't talk about it. But a day is coming that the master will enter the wedding of the groom and he will check all of us. Revelation 19, the Bible said that the righteousness of the bride is sowing for them a garment. That means that that garment was according to our righteous acts. And the Bible said that the man was not wearing a garment that is suited for the wedding. And he said, the master asked, why are you here? And the young man was speechless. Before the master came, I believe that there were servants that came to speak to him. But he never mind. Until the master came. You may defend yourself today. You may hide behind social media and type things. You may insult the church. You may insult pastors. 
You may attack Christianity and attack the Lord, but the king of kings will come one day. And the Bible said that the young man's tongue was cleaved to his mouth. He was speechless. There is a God that will ask you one day, why did you keep on fornicating and defiling my, my daughters? And your mouth, your tongue will be cleaved. There is a God one day that will stand. Why did you give a body that was my temple into fornication and gambling? The Bible said your tongue will cleave to your mouth. There will be no defense. There will be no explanation. There is a God that will rise one day and he will question you of the things that you studied in Bible that you never paid attention to. He will come and question you. The Bible said, know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. He said that for his, he has promised that he will walk in you and live in you. And he said, knowing these promises, according to 2 Corinthians 7, 1, knowing these promises, he said that perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord, knowing the promise that God wants to walk through you and live in you, he said that perfect holiness in the fear of the Lord. You must fear that God says he dwells in you. You must fear. Anytime you are using your mouth, you must fear that this mouth is the mouth of God. Anytime you are using your hands, you must fear that these hands is the hands of God. This year, if you want to go anywhere, let the spirit of the fear of the Lord cancel you and know that wherever you go to, you are carrying God there. If you go to nightclub, you are taking God to nightclub. He said that knowing this promise that God dwells inside of your body, he said that now be ye separate from among them. You cannot use God to do what you want. That is where the beginning of the fear of God starts from. It is not an achievement. It's not so beautiful when we keep on saying, oh, God lives in me. God lives in me. Do you know the consequences of God living in you? Go and check the protocols around the tabernacle where God dwelt in the Holy of Holies and you will know what it means for God to dwell in you. We are not what this generation is fighting now. What we are dealing with now it's a serious thing that we must pay attention to. The Bible says that the mystery of iniquity already works. It's happening. So we don't have a problem people coming to church. The problem is that will people submit to Jesus, the head of the church? Will they submit? Is Jesus your Lord? Do you fear him? Do you fear him? Or you came for a miracle. Is that all? Is that all Christianity is about? A miracle? Juju can do it. Fetish priest can do it. Christianity, the ultimate is to be like Jesus. That's the ultimate. It's becoming. It's not getting, it's becoming. It's more than things. Is becoming like Jesus in the fear of the Lord. We are entering a year we will not be ashamed to serve Him. A year we will not be afraid to proclaim His name. A year Jesus will be sanctified among us. Jesus will be consecrated. We will love Him. He will be our lover. He will be one that we will serve. We will not be ashamed about him. Our all will be for him. I don't know what you have kept from Jesus. But the hour has come. That you surrender all. Everything. Your body. Your money. 
your time, your energy, everything. You see, sometimes I, I plead with Jesus that he should let my messages be fun so that I can have you jubilating. But the man is not helping me in that matter. He's not helping me. My heart burns that someone died for you. And just a little demand that live for him has become a problem. It's a burden on my head. When there is no difference between the church and the world. When the devil have the world and is still fighting with Jesus and while pushing in the church. And he still have his own. That Jesus saved my spirit but my body I can't give to you. This mouth is for Jesus. This throat is for him. It's not for beer. It's not for smoking. Daughter of God. When God was making you in the womb and writing his thought, fornication was not part. So that your beauty is not for sexual encounters for money. Go and check the volume of the book. It's not there. That beauty was for discipling souls. you are going to lift up your voice Lord baptize me baptize me with the spirit of the fear of the Lord baptize me with the spirit of counsel baptize me somebody lift up your voice it's a serious matter the spirit of understanding Thank you, Holy Ghost. Until my guess is only you. Till I look more like you. Hakata kata. Until my gaze is only you. Spirit keep brooding over me. Till I look more like you. Until my gaze is only you. Spirit keep brooding over me. I want to fear you. Let them talk about what they want to do. I want to do things that is in alignment and is pleasing to the Father. Jesus said, The Father is with me, He has not left me because I do that which pleases Him. When the Son came, He pleased the Father. Will you not please the Father? Behind anything, sir. Till I look more like you. Oh, my case is only you. Spirit keep brooding over me. Till I look more 
never be the same again. You will never be the same again. You will never be the same again. Lava Zimbra Gaya. Zevele Menekades. Koala Menekes. Skavele Mrinena. Skambrini Manas. Fokenda Bares. Mandele Baroskas. Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of might. The fear of the living God. Spirit of counsel and of understanding. Visit your church and may they never be the same. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to Pastor Elvis Ajeman. Pastor Elvis is a dynamic teacher of the Word of God. He's an author, a passionate preacher of God's Word, with a desire of transforming lives in the power of the Spirit. His ministry is characterized by a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost with accompanying signs, wonders and uncommon miracles. He's the head pastor of Grace Mountain Ministry, located at Seven Days Junction, off the Achimota of Ancor Barrier, Accra. You can follow the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajiman on any of his social media handles at Pastor Ajiman Elvis or Grace Mountain Ministries. Or you can call us on 0552-504-085 or 0548-0053. 360. God richly bless you.